This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, summer is either right around the corner or it's already started. That means sunshine, beach days, camping, hiking, basically everything there is to do outdoors. But of course, while we're enjoying everything Mother Earth has to offer, it's also important to keep our eco footprints as small as we can, which is why Lisa and I are so excited for today's episode, where we'll be sharing some of our favorite eco-friendly products for a more sustainable summer, including swimsuits, barbecues, and more. Let's get into it. All right, it's time for another episode of Good Together. How are you doing, Lisa? Good. Um, I'm excited for this episode. We are doing another kind of eco-peaks episode, which we haven't done for, it feels like, quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I personally love, love these episodes, and I feel like we've gotten some great community feedback on them. Um, one thing we wanted to kind of shift towards is to do these on a seasonal basis so that you can kind of get, you know, in the season with us, whichever one we're talking about. Obviously, this is going to be our summer one because uh, that's what we're about to be in, which we're all super excited about. But, um, you know, as we think about different trends and kind of things that you kind of gravitate towards each season, I think it makes total sense to do a roundup like this. Exactly, exactly. Because we also want and we have a very good kind of touch points with our community. We know which products uh, you guys and, you know, our community all around the web is looking for. Um, so hopefully this will be a more fun uh, way to share our favorite picks with you. And of course, always remember that we have so many resources on our website, brightly.eco, with most affordable eco products roundups. We just recently had, right, Laura, we had shorts, sustainable shorts, yep. summer dresses, I think swimsuits, we will mention some, but you can also uh, look up some other swimsuits that have been tried by our community and team too. So let's get into it. Yeah, and the other thing I'll mention too is, with the show notes, you guys know we linked all these products and in picks, but we'll also try and link to some of those articles Lisa just mentioned. So you'll it'll be one stop, 
one-stop shop for you. So yeah, let's get into it. Lizzie, you want to get us started with kind of a, like a home outdoor pick? Yeah, this one is an interesting one. And we have shared about this uh, on our TikTok and Instagram, if you want to check out an actual video about this. But one recommendation, it actually comes thanks for, uh, to my husband who randomly found this product in our local store, which is a Java log. Uh, so essentially, this is um, a fire log made from recycled coffee grounds. Uh, the brand is called Java Log. Um, and it's the full name is Pine Mountain Java. It's super cool. Again, go watch our video. Uh, it burns like the real thing. And essentially what it is, it's a, obviously a greener alternative to the fires, uh, so for the fires you enjoy. I personally am so captivated by fires. I know there are environmental impacts, right, when we're burning stuff in terms of, you know, carbon dioxide and stuff like that, all of the other chemical stuff that go into environments. But this is just another, a more green, more eco-friendly option for you. That's so, so cool. Yeah. I mean, I've never really thought. Me I mean, either. I've never thought about that. I mean, you've seen, I've seen some other like logs made out of different materials, but yeah. coffee grounds. That's so cool. Yeah. Again, using waste to do something useful with it. I always love products like that. And so what they do, um, what they say is that obviously their fire logs burn cleaner than cordwood and produce, uh, as I mentioned, 80% less carbon monoxide and up to 75% less particulate matter. You can see more of the more nerdy information on their website as well. Yeah. So that goes back into what you just mentioned, which some people are, you know, when they're out camping or if they're in somebody's backyard, they feel a little bit guilty about the mm -hmm. you know environmental impacts of fires. But like you just mentioned, it looks like this is a way to potentially cut down on some of those carbon emissions um, and the stuff that's getting into the air. I know my neighborhood in Seattle, they're of course on next door, everybody's favorite place, right? Not um, people always like, post angry things like who's burning a fire kind of thing. So like, I think this is a nice example where you could say, well, I burned a fire, but I also used something that was really eco-friendly. So, hey, why not? <laughs> so while we're on the subject of fires, so what Lisa just recommended is only to be used for a campfire. So don't use it for barbecues. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're out barbecuing, because we all love to do so um, when we are, you know, it's the summertime, we're camping, we're at the beach. Um, it's so important to look for meat alternatives and potentially introduce them to your friends and family. Yeah. Um, so again, you don't have to make your entire, excuse me, entire barbecue um, meatless or meat alternatives, but you can offer a few different options and people can experiment and try. And my favorite pick for a meatless alternative that can convince even the most I guess voracious meat eater is an impossible burger. Yes. Um, I love impossible burgers. You can now get them in most grocery stores, which is cool. I think we mentioned them about a year ago and they didn't have the reach that they do today. Yep. And um, it's been just a year. It's amazing. I saw them uh, in Costco just the other day, which yes. you know, you'd never think it would be there. You can see them in Costco. You can also get them at, I saw them at Trader Joe's. Um, they were frozen, but you can get them there. So, um, you know, the cool thing about Impossible Burger is, first of all, the taste, it's really similar to beef. Um, it kind of even behaves like beef, which kind of sounds gross, but it, it does, like, texturally. <laughs> um, and, like, choosing an Impossible Burger over a traditional ground beef one uses, you know, some of the st statistics they like to throw out is it, they use 96% less land. They generate 89% less of the greenhouse gases that cause global warming. And they also use 87% less water um, than a traditional beef burger. So 
this is pretty cool. Like I said, Lisa and I talk all the time about using gatherings and holidays as ways to kind of introduce your friends and family to different eco-living um, activities. And you can do it in ways that don't feel weird to mm-hmm. them, right? Like Exactly. Just present this alongside your burgers and you'll be good. Of course, you could also do veggie dogs, veggie burgers, et cetera. But we thought this would be a fun highlight. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And, and, you know, obviously you guys probably know that too, there are some other options and more and more meat alternatives on the market. There is Beyond Burger. Um, there is a few other companies. Um, try them all, you know, let us know which ones are your favorite. But I totally agree with you, Laura. This Impossible Burger is my and my husband's favorite uh, meat alternative. And uh, while we're talking about food and meat uh, uh, and stuff, um, another important um benefit of summer right is hopefully we're all eating more vegetables and greens um yes because naturally in season, right be because, so much better exactly <laughs> oh my god go to your favorite farmer's market support your local farmers that's huge and uh, sometimes here in the u.s you know local and farmers market produce products can be actually very expensive which is something i don't really get um but if you can afford to you know support your local farmers it's huge and your environmental impact is so much less if you are sourcing your foods and ingredients at home, right? And I'm going to hop in here because we are going to release a podcast by what Lisa, by the founder of what Lisa is about to mention. And it talks about this too. So be on the lookout for it. You'll know the title in just a second when Lisa <laughs> talks about the, the thing. But in that podcast, the founder of the company Lisa is going to mention, his name's Jacob. And he mentioned specifically how important it is for people to source stuff close to home, not only to cut down on emissions and stuff, but so that you actually get fresh produce because you'd be surprised at how long it actually takes for you to get the produce to your grocery store from the farm. And that's why it goes bad so quickly. So like if you can go to a farmer's market and and get something locally, you know, it's going to be fresher or Lisa, what's the other option you want to tell people about? Yeah, I mean, that option is it might seem a little bit more daunting, which it might be, but it's uh, basically growing your own food, right? Yeah. And it let us grow is that uh, Laura interviewed the founder, I know, just today. So the episode is coming after this one. Uh, so be uh, not right after this one, but be on the um look out for that interview but both me and laura got to try them and it's amazing i actually first started seeing it on my instagram last year i know members at least one member of our community had it and she's a huge fan of them it's uh basically i don't know Laura, how would you describe it it's a growing station essentially which you can grow either inside or outside and it makes things so easy Yeah, it's a vertical, they call it a farm stand, but it's basically Mm -hmm. a vertical garden that you can grow, like Lisa said, indoors or outdoors. It does use hydroponic technology. So basically, you are growing the plants with water, um, like, well, that sounds stupid, water instead of soil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then so that's where the roots are, are going. Um, you also give the nutrients through the water. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we realize it's expensive. And this is yes. one thing that J- uh, Jacob and I talked about on the podcast. And, you know, it, it just like a lot of the other picks we showcase or, you know, we talk about on the podcast can definitely be more expensive than like the alternative, which is just going to the store. But the thing we always want you guys to think about is the return on investment and when it's going to pay itself back. So mm-hmm. this, you know, Lettuce grow averages, I think the system starts around 500 bucks. So we get that it's it's definitely on the pricey side. 
But Jacob said that he thinks it, it, it will pay itself back in a, a little over a year, like 13 months, mm. if you're actively eating from it. But the thing that I love about it is really helps me waste a lot less food because I'm very guilty of going to the grocery store and like having hopeful intentions for what I'm eating mm-hmm. and maybe getting too many veggies and then they yep. go bad. So exactly. if you're going out, you're picking it, it tastes amazing. So we love this. We won't spend any more time on it because we've got a whole podcast about it, but totally check out Lettuce Grow. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've actually had tried my first uh, portion of it just a week ago and I only had it for three weeks. So it works. Check out the technology, um, you know, check out how it works on their website. I think we haven't done a video before about this, but yes, Laura said, if it's too pricey, you don't have to buy it. And there are options that are extremely budget friendly uh, in terms of how to grow your own food. I literally also have a, a section in my small outdoor um greenhouse i i tried i know we shared this technique and kind of gardening hack last year and i've tried it myself this year (laughs) literally using um you know empty toilet paper rolls when after you're done with them that that stuff in the middle um use them as planters right zero dollars using what you have uh upcycling them and it works i have a few seedlings already growing for cucumbers for hot peppers um, and i think cilantro as well so always know that you know there's some suggestions uh which are pricey but can be super easy uh to implement there is a bit and there's tons of budget suggestions which you guys know we always share them with you and just choose what's better for you and be realistic with yourself for sure yep all right so when we're out in the garden we're getting a lot of sun or Mm. from the beach we're getting a lot of sun so what's your favorite sunscreen lisa so yeah, the one that I would like to mention is cooler sunscreen. Um, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned on the podcast before, but I recently went to Hawaii for the first time. It's been amazing. Uh, and I got to try, I was, uh, Hawaii is one of those states for obvious reasons. There are so many coral reefs there and we can, we will have a whole other episode of coral reefs coming up soon as well um but you basically see with your own eyes why some brands are you know having coral friendly and coral safe sunscreens now hawaii also uh, banned specific um ingredients um that harm marine life and laura you probably will need to help me pronouncing them uh oxybenzone a benzophenone yeah, yeah. all of those all, stuff yeah all yeah. sorts of chemicals you just yeah. don't even want to pronounce basically. exactly so um yeah cooler was the one that i really enjoyed i tried cooler i, I tried cococcine both of them were great, um, but yeah, Kula was my favorite. And then I also tried their the Great Barrier Cream, uh, which is super, super moisturizing. I think it was just like a sample one that they just included with my order, but it was really great, you know, after a whole day and out in the sun. Um, but yeah, um, the, you know, there's literally like signs in Hawaii on the beach, like there's even sunscreen dispensers on the most popular public beaches. They're like, only use coral reef um safe sunscreen that's really cool that they're they're mm-hmm. so passionate about yep. making sure people pay attention to that i am um, i also love kula i am a fair-skinned red-headed woman who's actually mm-hmm. had a few skin cancer scares like actually had to have moles removed and and stuff uh just because of the way my skin is um and i grew up as a lifeguard in texas um so i'm sure i didn't apply enough sunscreen then but Anyway, it's so important to put sunscreen on daily, even if it's not the summer, honestly, like I think 
making sure that you're applying it to the top layer of your makeup can sometimes feel gross and weird. And so I love Kula because Kula is like really, it smells good. It's really a thin layer. It doesn't leave a white cast. Um, so huge fans of Kula. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So once, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. One other thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. Look for reef safe and reef friendly. And then also think about it. And it's actually was my friend who mentioned that to me, you know, choose lotions instead of sprays if possible Lo sprays are much more easier to you know to kind of put on your entire body but you know aer aerosolize how do you pronounce that um aerosol sprays basically. aerosol yep yeah uh, sunscreens it's almost guaranteed to contain particles smaller than 100 nanometers in size it can be ingested by coral coral reefs um so that's another consideration yeah and by other people too and you know animals um, so yeah, once you've been sun sunburned, which we all have, um, <laughs> I have, I have like two suggestions for you because again, fair skin expert over here. So first of all, you can, if you got your whole body sunscreen, I mean, sunburned, which I hope you didn't, but if you did, you can actually use Epsom salts, which I, you're probably familiar with Epsom salts are kind of an old grandmother style, uh, you know, uh, hack if you will, but they work really well. You can actually e either bathe in them or you can make a compress or a paste using Epsom salt to kind of put on that uh, sunburn and actually soothes really well. Um, so I've done that before. I also am a huge fan. I've talked about this product before, but Waleda makes an amazing uh, lotion called Skin Food. And I, I think last time I talked about their lighter version, which I use kind of as a daily moisturizer, but they also have the Skin Food original is like a very, very thick lotion. It's almost like a paste. Um, but I actually ended up getting a little bit of sun on my hand yesterday, which it was annoying. Cause I was like, duh, like, why didn't I put sunscreen on the top of my hand? But it's not really something you actively think about, right? You get the palms, but that's not the top. Um, so I just put a little bit of that will lay skin food on it. And that really caused it to heal quickly. So, Hey, I'm a big fan of that. That's awesome. A funny hack from my, uh, you know, growing up in Russia days. If if you have a, uh, you know, burned yourself, which uh, happened a lot in my childhood, uh, you know, unfortunately, kefir, kefir, like a dairy uh, oh, product, yeah. it actually helps a lot, uh, which sounds kind of disgusting. I don't know, but I'm guessing olive oil will help a lot too. And of course, alloy, um, you know, um, anything with that is a really yeah. great moisturizer too. This episode is brought to you by Real Paper, tree-free toilet paper made from 100% bamboo. Our community has been asking us about paper-free swaps for items around the house, so this alternative to traditional toilet paper is right up our alley. I don't know about you, Laura, but I always run out of toilet paper. Me too, and I love that Real Paper delivers direct to your home while also using plastic-free packaging. It makes stuff so much easier. Also, while you probably haven't considered the environmental impact of your bathroom habits, Unfortunately, over 27,000 trees are flushed down the toilet every day across the world. That's a lot of waste. And by using paper that comes from bamboo, you're supporting a product made out of renewable, eco-friendly resource. It's also super soft, and I couldn't tell a difference between the 100% bamboo paper and what I'm used to. Good Together listeners get 25% off your first order by using code BRIGHTLY at realpaper.com. That's R-E-E-L paper.com. 
Hey, Lisa, did you know that every year 10 billion disposable razors are thrown into trash around the world? I never thought about the amount of waste I was generating every time I shaved my legs. Yes, I remember we've discovered this staggering fact last year, and ever since then, me and you have been on the hunt for a sustainable plastic-free razor. The tricky part for me, though, and I know a lot of our community members feel the same way, is that safety razors can be very intimidating to use. I was literally scared when I first shaved with a safety razor. Same. But we finally found the perfect option, haven't we? Leaf Shave has created the world's first multi-blade pivoting head safety razor that makes your shaving experience almost identical to the one with a plastic razor. Leaf Shave is certified carbon neutral and they package and ship 100% plastic free as well. My favorite part about their Leaf Razor is that it accepts up to three blades so that you can decide how close of a shave you want. Once you're done with the blades, you can send them back to Leaf to recycle responsibly as scrap metal. This makes shaving plastic-free easier, safer, and faster than I've ever experienced. But if, unlike us, you're a total pro and not intimidated by safety razors, Leaf also has a more budget-friendly option, their Twig Razor. Check it out. Good Together listeners get 5% off by using the code BRIGHTLY at leafshave.com slash brightly. That's L-E-A-F-S-H-A-V-E dot com slash brightly. Did you know that 70% of what comes in your shampoo bottle is actually just water? I know. It's hard to believe that over half of what is probably one of your most used hair care products is simply what comes out of your tap. Right? That's why Everest is so great. They're a company that produces hair care for eco-optimists who are looking to cut down on waste without having to use shampoo bars. Their products require less packaging and are smaller and lighter to ship, which, as we know, is key in reducing carbon emissions. That's awesome, and I also love that they're plastic-free. Their shampoos come in aluminum tubes, which, unlike your typical plastic bottles, are infinitely recyclable in most curbside recycling programs. Most importantly, though, their products actually work. I tried them. I know hair care is something a lot of people struggle to find a sustainable swap for. Everyone's hair is different, and sometimes it can be hard to find something that's low waste, that still leathers, and really leaves your hair feeling clean. Exactly. That's not an issue with Everest, though. The color-safe and vegan paste that makes up their shampoo is activated by the water in your shower to make a rich, creamy lather that you're familiar with from your non-eco shampoo days. Are you ready to try out a more sustainable hair care routine? Head to helloeverest.com and use code BRIGHTLY for 10% off. That's H-E-L-L-O-E-V-E-R-I-S-T dot com and use code BRIGHTLY for 10% off. Um, so the next category we want to talk about was, uh, sunglasses and swimsuits. So Lisa and I both got to try some sunglasses from a brand called Genucy. Um, and what's really cool about Genucy is they're a brand out of Flint, Michigan, Mm -hmm. and they use recycled plastic from all of the water bottles that are unfortunately still needed in Flint because their water supply is toxic still. Um, so that, that community unfortunately generates a lot of plastic waste. So the founders of Genucy decided we should go build a company that um, uses this recycled plastic in a unique way. So they came up with sunglasses and um, they're really cool. Like I I love mine. Mine are polarized. 
I was wearing them a few minutes ago. A big fan. You love yours too, right? So actually, I decided to not get uh, the sample because I have other sunglasses. So I was oh, trying okay. to be even. I've met. You know, I've talked to the founders personally. That's right. I love the company, so it was really difficult for me to say no. But Kendall, our other colleague, she also uh, got it uh, and she loved it. So it was a very difficult decision for me to say no. But literally, like I would like the way I think about Genesee, it is an investment. I think all of their pairs are nineteen nine dollars but it's literally like for me in my head it's like the most sustainable sunglasses in terms of environmental impact uh and a big chunk of it because they are actually made in the u.s uh you know not in china across the world so their environmental impact is uh really low um they're really well made um and you know great quality product um and of course they are um also women founded too Cool. So yeah, Let's what swimwear, you want to talk right? about? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Um, so I think I've mentioned, but I, I mean, obviously I think every, like every other episode, I feel like we mentioned Patagonia now. Everybody loves Patagonia. They're amazing brand. They do really quality work. And I think most of their, if not hundred percent of their, um, swimsuits are fair trade so i had uh one of their swimsuits a two-piece one uh they have very similar right now and just different designs i've had it for over four years and it's amazing you know i really appreciate you know the swimsuits that are you know kind of stay in place uh because i you know i used to be a swimmer if you guys heard that uh, me talk about that so you know i definitely move a lot in the water so like if something <laughs> there is a high high chance that the swimsuit if it's not like um made for active um swimming it's just not gonna stay in place for me anyways and then we just got their new collection on one piece and i love it it's obviously if you can go try um the swimsuits um you know um in person swimsuits is a kind of tricky one but um this one i didn't try and, and just looks amazing uh it feels amazing and um uh, they just do amazing quality work. Another important thing to talk about swimsuits, um, right? What is their main problem? Uh, what's the challenge in terms of the environmental impact is that, you know, most of the swimsuits is made from plastic, synthetic fabrics, right? Nylon, polyester, spandex, they're all perfectly suited for swimmer because they wick moisture and stretch across the body, reducing the friction in the water. Like as a professional swimmer, again, I know all of that stuff, but Plastic is not biodegradable, so it never decomposes. So what are companies like Patagonia and some other um, eco-friendly swimwear brands um, are doing? Mara Hoffman is one. Ansia is another company. Laura and I got to try. They use recycled plastic, um, and which is, again, it's not ideal. It's still plastic, but at least we're not using virgin plastic. What are your thoughts on this, Laura? Do you have any favorites? Yeah, I mean, I um all the brands that you mentioned are great. Um I think from my from my point of view, one thing I've always found swimsuits to be is super trendy. Um yeah. and I also feel like we all settle for bad swimsuits. Do you know what I mean? We we like yeah. reach a point where you we've tried on like 20 and you're just so over it. You're like I'm going to just get this 20th one even if it doesn't fit really well. And so yeah, I would much rather everybody wait for one that fits them super well and get one that's maybe a little bit more classic so that you can just have that go to one every season because I feel like I just have like this swimsuit graveyard in my closet from years past where mm -hmm. I just kind of settled for them. So totally recommend picking a brand um, 
like one that we mentioned that uses recycled plastic. And if you can figure out one that, um, you know, maybe has uh, more flexible sizing where you can like kind mm-hmm. of grow a little bit or shrink with your swimsuit. I think yeah. that's also another, that's another a good key point. one. Yeah. So materials to look out for is Econil that's uh, used by Prana. I also have one of their swimsuits for uh, three years or so. It's actually nylon waste that is transformed into Econil, um, uh, which is regenerated nylon essentially. And um, I know Ansea uh, also use the same material and Reprieve, which is a new one, is a fiber made from recycled plastic water bottles. Yes. Again, there is more and more companies uh, like Rothis, for example, right, using those recycled water bottles in their products, which is great. But yeah, Laura, you're absolutely right. Uh, and again, think about return on your investment in terms of how many wears, how many time, how many years you will be uh, using that swimsuit. Again, Patagonia, I think uh, their swimsuit is about $70 and C is a bit pricier. But, you know, Ideally, we are not switching our swimsuits every year or even every five years. That's kind of my goal with uh, all of the ones that I own so far. Absolutely. Um, So switching to towels, because obviously when you are at the beach, you have swimsuits and towels. That's another thing. Try not to hoard towels. I'm mostly talking to myself. It's like therapy to Laura Day. (laughs) (laughs) I like we have a ton of beach towels and I feel like I'm always very tempted to get more. Um, So don't hoard them. But Lisa and I also came across a new company called Anact. Um, it's A-N-A-C-T, Anact Towels, and they are made of hemp, which is cool. So these towels are, I think, designed a little bit more for in, like in, in your home use, but yep. I thought it was mm-hmm. m- worth mentioning because I was really interested in, you know, more things are now being made with hemp. Um, yes. And mm-hmm. as we know, hemp comes from the same plant that marijuana comes from, <laughs> but and traditionally had been... Um, kind of seen almost like as a taboo type material simply from that, which is a little bit ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, cotton, our good old fashioned cotton actually uses around 50% more water to grow than hemp. Um, And, you know, cotton also has to have a ton of pesticides applied to it because there's a lot of bugs that love cotton. And so the interesting thing about hemp is it, it doesn't require very much water and it's generally left alone from, um, you know, bugs and such things. So I really think in general, it's a pretty environmentally sustainable product. So I'm excited to see more hemp related textile things come out. I've actually seen some sheets come out recently too. Yes. We talked about this with calling the founder of Sheets and Giggles. Um, So he mentioned hemp as one of the materials that they have actually considered. So hemp is a great material. It's super eco-friendly. Colin's opinion, and I haven't tried myself on like hemp uh, sheets. The hemp is not naturally as soft. Uh, Again, if you guys have tried, we haven't tried. It is. I I, I know what he means. I haven't tried hemp sheets, but it does typically seem to be a little bit more. Yeah. It's almost like more fibrous, which means it's a little bit more like itchy, not necessarily itchy. I don't know. You just definitely, it's more textured. Like you're yeah, saying. exactly. So it, but it, this makes hemp perfect for towels. Right. And that's why, yeah. you, you, you know, I, I also tried an act and it's like, it's so absorbent. The founder also is wanted to make those towels pretty lightweight too. So that mm-hmm. they're uh, pretty good for, um, for travel as well. And the coolest thing again, is that they, I was pretty surprised because they have 
pretty affordable for sustainable towels. I believe the you know the big size is like twenty eight dollars, which again we we know are the great companies that have towels, but they are uh, Bath Towel is thirty five, right? There are obviously other eco friendly brands that go up as high as like sixty or you know in in forties uh, too, but they're also made in the U.S. and the hemp is grown in the U.S. too, uh, which again a huge part of um you know the overall products environmental impact absolutely well i mean i like i totally agree i think there's a, a great great thing to seek out so definitely try them um and don't be like me and hoard beach towels no more beach <laughs> towels for me please don't give them to me <laughs> um so the last uh, category we wanted to cover was travel because you know, we are so thankful to be coming out of this COVID pandemic, yes. at least here in the United States. I definitely want to mention that we are, you know, actively tracking what's going on in the world. Our, um, you know, our hearts really go out to India and everyone who's being impacted there, especially folks who are artisans and supply chains that we use and, and know and love. So, mm-hmm. you know, we definitely recognize that we're not out of the pandemic globally, but in the United States, more and more of us are getting vaccinated and including Lisa and I, we got our vaccine. So please get your vaccine. Um, as you, you know, as people become vaccinated, they are traveling more. Um, and so we thought, well, let's open up the conversation again about travel because we haven't been able to discuss it more, um, you know, in the past few, almost a year, basically. So one idea that we had was to we talk frequently about bringing your water bottle, right? Like that's a pretty easy eco activity yes. to do. But one that we wanted to recommend, and my husband and I actually have one, um, is a Lark self-cleaning water bottle. So it's spelled L-A-R-Q, a startup name, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, that's what it is. And what's cool about it, like the, the name says, is it's self-cleaning. So basically you can put, um, you know, you could it'll just, you put water in there and you're going to feel a lot better. I mean, it literally gets rid of contaminants in your water in like a minute, which is cool. And I'm a germaphobe. I, did you ever see that movie? Um, what was it with, uh, with the aliens? What am I thinking of with the girl with like the, the bat? He had to swing the bat to get rid of the aliens. You know what I'm talking oh, about? I don't, I usually, it's my kind of movies, but I don't remember it. I forget what it's called. It's got walking Phoenix in it. Um, but anyway, there's like a little girl who leaves water glasses. all. Oh yes. I just rewatched it. The sign or something like this. Yes, that's right. Something right? like that. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my husband always laughs and says that I am that little girl. Cause like, I just drink three sips of water and then I feel like it's like gross or dirty. So this oh, water bottle is very good for me because um, it gets rid of junky, yucky stuff in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it also, it's really well made and it, it keeps your water really cold for a long time. That looks really cool. I mean, it is pricey against $95. So make your own choices. But I, yeah, I, I'm not a germaphobe, but especially when you're traveling, especially these days, that's a good suggestion if you, you know, if, if that's important for you. We yeah. actually got ours from my husband's job. They gave him, yeah. to him a swag, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. cool. I think that's a nice piece of swag, something you can actually use, right? Use, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, another one, I love this one, uh, Igloo, Par- Igloo, right? That's how you pronounce yeah. that brand. Igloo Parks Project Cooler. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure my, uh, my cooler is actually... From Igloo, it's probably from Igloo. That's like one the number them. one brand. Yeah, number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So they have basically an eco, uh, a more eco-friendly version of their regular ones. Um, I mean, uh, there is no composting on the road, right? And that means leftovers from takeout typically go into trash. So that's that's a cool consideration to keep in mind. So if you bring along your cooler, you're able to save some some of those meals for later, and you don't have to throw it away. So like we actually use our coolers 
very often with my husband again because yeah that helps prevent food waste right if like we, last year we went to utah we literally uh, we did drove uh, we did drive back and forth but we brought our cooler with us uh, and that helped us you know first of all save on going out to eat especially when things were some of the things places were also closed uh, but again helps to prevent food waste and so this one it's in their eco-friendly lines made with recycled plastic from yogurt cups and milk jugs that's pretty cool that's very cool mm-hmm. and it's how much is it i'm checking the yeah 50 dollars uh but again uh, you can use it uh, a lot. I have a confession to make. I think Laura, I told you about it. Uh, when we were in Hawaii, we did we had to get uh, cooler for ourselves uh, while we we're there. Mm-hmm. What I found in Costco, um, a bag. So it's like it's a cooler bag, but it's not like a uh, right. hard one. It literally was yeah. ten, to, ten or like eleven dollars, and I was like, oh my god, this is like my favorite shopping find ever. Oh, cooler um, bags are amazing. Yeah, right. I mean, all. Obviously, I don't think that's ethically made or anything. I would love if you guys know to hear um, some kind of eco-friendly alternatives. There should be some. But again, I will. Uh, I already uh, put this back to such good use and we're probably going to be using it for like 15 years. Well, here's, years here's what I love about that story, Lisa, is you're on mm-hmm. vacation, you're in Hawaii, and you're like, oh, crap, we need a cooler. Because no one's going to haul a cooler with them anyway to Hawaii, like, on the airplane. It doesn't make sense. Exactly. So what I like that you did is you found something that you could bring back with you in your luggage. Yeah. You didn't get exactly. a giant one. You got no. a cooler bag. And I think just, again, the more that we can be mindful about our waste, the better. Um, and I love that Igloo is – I mean, look, we all know what Igloo is. We have them at our homes. I like that they're trying to make a step in the right direction by using recycled plastic because most of the things that we use in our everyday life are plastic and it's going to be really, really hard to get ourselves away from them. We have to rely on brands to kind of help us innovate with packaging, but we also rely on them to innovate with their usage of plastic. So like Lisa said, when she was talking about the swimsuits, um, sure, it's still not perfect to use plastic as a raw material, but the fact of the matter is it's going to be cheap and plentiful plentiful excuse me for a long mm-hmm. time so let's see if we can at least bare minimum reuse the existing plastic that's already out there when we need plastic and let's also just like cut down on our usage of it in general like usage of waste so I love that. I think that's an awesome story. <laughs> exactly. And again, swimsuits, coolers, anything we are mentioning, it's always better for you as for us as all consumers to to buy things that you will actually use and uh, use hopefully for many years to come. So like when we're talking about, you know, swimsuits, for example, and yes, they're made from recycled plastics, right? There are, I think, some eco-friendly brands that are not even using any plastics or, uh, you know, synthetic materials. My main question here would be, um, would it perform as well for you, right? If you don't Mm. need that activewear perform, that's fine. But like, be realistic. You know, there's absolutely no point of buying um, eco-friendly product just for the sake of buying it if actually it's not going to serve the purpose and it's it's not going to be perfect for you. That's true. Well, I mean, like we say always, being mindful about your consumption um, you know, don't feel like you have to go out and buy a bunch of new things just because we recommend them. Exactly. But when you're looking for them, we hope to have given you a few options to choose from. Um, as you guys know, everything we recommend on here, we've tried ourselves um, and we are passionate about. So 
don't, you know, don't feel like this is a big product placement. It's not. We're we're literally just telling you stuff we know and love. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, I, I think it's just something that to be excited about. <laughs> yeah. And one thing, other thing, it's not really a product. Uh, I think, Laura, you've tried that. Um, our community loves doing cleanups, beach cleanup, you know, oh, your yeah, local right. park cleanup. Uh, we're absolutely 100% behind that idea. Go do it. But a lot of times what um, I was talking to Laura about, like, I feel bad that there is some trash and then I don't have a bag with me to pick it up, you know, and especially during COVID, you don't necessarily want to touch other people's trash, honestly, uh, or in general. Um, so bring with yourself either some plastic bag that, uh, you know, I'm, pretty sure we're all hoarding even if we're actively trying not to to buy uh, mm -hmm. to get them use that always have it in your car on your bag there is also a uh, very fun uh, was recommended by a team for ocean beach bag and cleanup tote uh, and it's like 15 dollars um you can you know they, they have great photos that remind me of hawaii you know like have your beach stuff your fins and uh, masks and other stuff there or you know you can also use it um just to pick up trash and laura you had another option for this right for sure so there's like always the concept of a wet bag um parents are more familiar with this because when you're out and about with babies you kind of need something to throw a diaper in every once in a while but um you can use a wet bag for trashes uh, trash cans and just general things so that you can find them on um you know wherever amazon or whole foods you can find them all, all sorts of places but basically what they are is just a reusable durable either nylon or plastic bag that you can basically just throw in the wash once you're done. So if you're somebody who goes and does a lot of trash pickups, it might be interesting to try using something like that. Again, um, you know, you, you definitely want to make sure you wash it and like thoroughly sanitize it when you're done. But I thought it was interesting. Like, you know, you can also think about using with compost too, right? Like what's something where when you're done, you can just kind of trash stuff without having to have it in a plastic bag. So Pretty cool. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I think that's it, right, right Lola? Absolutely. So this uh, wraps up our summer eco picks uh, episode for 2021. Um, if you are interested in anything that we talked about, we're going to include it in on our show notes. And we'll be back with another one of these in the fall, which seems far away but it's, <laughs> but it's not. not we promise you yeah and we have very exciting announcements coming up too in fall. we certainly do so yeah be on the lookout for that absolutely all right well thanks so much listeners Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.